But I feel like there's a part of this that must be reminiscent of what it must be like to be a parent. Because you make this thing, mm -hmm. but once it's out in the world, you have no control. The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey and by Michter's. Ten years ago, in a dim-lit New Orleans bar with jazz sizzling in the background and the rah-rah sounds of Bourbon Street vibrating the cocktail table, I met an independent liqueur bottler through a mutual friend. At Tales of the Cocktail, I took most meetings, but rarely did I take one so late. After all, in New Orleans, who knows what's going to happen after midnight? But Jackie Summers didn't so much tell me about his product, and we didn't necessarily tie one on, as much as he was interested in me, learning about my background, how I got my start, and what I like mixing with bourbon. His bright hibiscus liqueur, named Sorel, trucked along over the years, winning over craft bartenders in an award and a few eyeballs and press pieces from time to time. But it's not been until the past few years that Jackie from Brooklyn Sorrel blossomed into the household name, and really, the past two years. And that's because of Jackie himself. Featured in Esquire, The New York Times, Food and Wine, Washington Post, and many more, Jackie shed light on his uphill battle of starting a small brand from scratch. In addition, Jackie became a leading voice for improving diversity in spirits challenging multi-billion dollar companies to hire minorities and for institutions to improve their work environments for people with disabilities. He did this to improve the state of his beloved industry, but his brand, Sorel, needed capital, a boost to continue. Last year, Fawn Weaver, owner of Uncle Nearest, invested $2 million into Sorel for a fund created for black-owned spirits brands. And speaking to the Washington Post, Weaver made it very clear that her investment was about believing in Jackie. Weaver said to the Post, I want to make sure that every single person who passed on him regrets it for the rest of their lives. Today on the Fred Minnick Show, I show a side of Jackie Summers he doesn't get enough credit for. His palate. His palate is sensitive to alcohol notes and thus beautiful notes blossom for him while alcohol and oak can be very, very unattractive. We taste rye whiskey today, all blind. Here are the glasses, get your pen. Glass A, Old Forester, Single Barrel, Kentucky Rye. Glass B, Cascade Moon, 13-year-old rye whiskey, distilled in Indiana and bottled in Tennessee. Glass C, Catoctin Creek, Rabble Rouser, Virginian rye whiskey. Glass D, Whiskey Acres and Illinois Straight Rye Whiskey, and Glass E, New Riff Bottled and Bond Rye from 2018. Who will win? What happens when two different tasters sit at one table and taste through all five? Well, we're about to find out, and I'll tell you, the winner and the last place finisher may surprise you, so buckle up and get ready to listen to a fun, fun blind tasting with Jackie Summers. People want a great whiskey that isn't like every other whiskey. So nestled in the shadow of Pikes Peak, 291 Colorado whiskey is distilled from grain to barrel to bottle. Exceptional Western whiskey, unlike any other, passion permeates every sip. 
Utilizing grains from the Colorado Plains, water collected from Pikes Peak Reservoirs, and finished with Aspen Staves, 291 Colorado Whiskey is an award-winning single barrel and small batch whiskey. Hard made the Colorado way. Our recipe, our stills, independent and always rugged, refined, and rebellious. 291 Colorado Whiskey is proud of its humble roots and excited as we expand to new frontiers. Get your taste of Colorado at 291coloradowhiskey.com. Online orders available or find a bottle near you. Ride it like you stole it. Drink it like you own it. Live fast. Drink responsibly. Hi there, and welcome to The Inevitable. This is our new podcast where we're talking about the future of the car. This means everything from electrified vehicles to cars that drive themselves. Where are we going and how will we get there? I'm Johnny Lieberman from Motor Trend, joined by... Ed Lowe, and we are going to talk to some amazing guests. We have Reggie Watts, we have Sung Kang, we have James Marsden, we have Spike Fairston, Kristen Lee, Derek Jenkins, a whole bunch of actors, celebrities, car crazy folks, people from in and outside the industry. It's going to be great and you can find it on podcastone.com or anywhere you find you listen to your favorite podcast. We're also doing a video series as well. That's on motortrend.com slash the inevitable or on youtube.com slash motortrend. Come join us. This February on Pluto TV we're putting the spotlight on iconic black talent. Watch your favorite movies like Top 5, 48 Hours, and More Than a Game. And drop in to binge black TV classics like The Bernie Mac Show and Moesha. Pluto TV has hundreds of channels and thousands more movies and TV shows all for free. So download the Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start watching today. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free. At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller Dan McKee and our master of maturation Andrea Wilson say it's just right. Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to Michter's.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. And joining the Fred Minnick Show, a dear friend of mine, Jackie from Brooklyn, the owner of this here, one of my, my favorite liqueurs to sip on over the years. How you doing, my friend? Man, it is good to see you. It's great to, to be in the same room together. It's, it's been a it's minute. It's been a couple of years, but yeah. you know, pandemic. That's right. Pandemic is the is the reason for all of our... Uh, it's an excuse for everything. It is the cause of our woes and our disconcern. Yeah. And, and you know, there are some people that I didn't want to see. You know, they were like, over the years, I've just been like, you know, I don't really like this person. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. like in and like... But, oh, I can't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Pandemic. 
But every time we break bread, we have a good time. Oh, you and I, every yeah. Time. Actually, it's uh, usually late night hours, good times, you know. Yep. Yeah, and always, always fun. But man, I, you know, I've been so excited to see all your incredible success. The the New York Times love all the all the media attention you've gotten, the partnership with Uncle Nearest. It's just been amazing to see what you've been able to do the past couple of years. You know, I got to tell you, all the press is fun. I cannot lie, but what really always matters is the one-on-one connections. There's nothing like going to the local dive bar and seeing someone point shots. Like yeah. that will make you feel validated. Well, let's. Let, this isn't exactly a dive bar. It's a small little studio. <laughs> we. Uh, we've had to mo- maneuver things back and forth. This is the first time I've done a two-camera setup in my office. It's and, very cool. Uh, um, at this table, there's a good chance a table could break. Uh, Jonathan, your buddy, he's over here by the tripod. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid he's going to – that thing's going to follow him. I mean, I mean, if we make it out alive here, it's a good day. We will take some risks. <laughs> it's all good. Well, listen, I want to I want to taste this because I actually – Always tasted in cocktails. This is served at um, my um, my little local watering hole called Commonwealth Tap. So the fun part about this that is different from the last time you tasted it is Laird's is now my volume producer. Oh wow! And they are, as we know, America's oldest distiller. Yeah. So are you are you using like uh, apple? Uh, it apple is. Brandy in it's this? the same recipe that I've always used. Okay. But it's with their 300 years of distilling experience now. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the process is better than it's ever been, even though it's the same recipe. Okay. And where's the... Where does the where does the recipe come from? What's your like? Uh, what was the motivation uh, behind this liqueur? So the basic idea has been around for at least five hundred years. It goes back to West Africa when they would take hibiscus flowers and it was medicinal. Mm-hmm. Hibiscus has got all these great qualities in it. It's an antimicrobial. It's an antifungal. Uh, it's full of antioxidants. It's got more vitamin C than most citrus fruits. It's a known aphrodisiac. Mm-hmm. And they would make a tea out of this, and it was ceremonial and part of the celebrations. The tea ends up in the Caribbean, and it's part of the parts of the the trade that's going on. And they called this tea with rum in it up sorrel, S O R R E L. Every island did a different version based on what spices were being traded at your port. So, for example, if you went to Jamaica, they had a large influx of Chinese immigrants. You would get hibiscus with ginger and cardamom and uh, allspice and rum, because everything they make is rum. If you went deeper into the spice trade, it's like Trinidad and Tobago, you would get, they had an uh, Indian, East Indian influence of workers. So you'd get spices like cinnamon and nutmeg and clove, but not really alcohol. They yeah. Trinidad and some were not big drinkers. My grand my grandparents came from Barbados in nineteen twenty, mm-hmm. rum and everything. Right. So this is a version that came from Africa to the Caribbean, to Harlem, New York, to Brooklyn, and that's where we get it. Oh, cheers, my friend. Good to see you, brother. Me too. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is why it's so good in in cocktails. And we're doing a ri- a blind rye flight here. And I remember someone made me someone made me a uh, vermouth, uh, sorrel, and uh, rye kind of Manhattan, real alcohol oh, forward. Yeah. So good. 
My favorite is the Black Manhattan. Get a, a nice Amaro. Oh yeah. Get some of those herbal vegetal notes in mm-hmm. with the fruit notes of the uh, with the sorrel, and then a good strong backbone mm-hmm. of a of a good of a good bourbon. So much fun. And so this is not uh, to to describe it from a flavor profile. This is not like Amaro, or this is not bitter. This is like really herbally. It's, it's sweet. But it's not oversweet, and there's like this that spice, that cardamom is just you know those kinds of notes are really, really strong in here. So there's just enough sweetness to offset the acidity of the hibiscus because it's hibiscus is super acidic. Mm-hmm. There's a clove for brightness. There's cinnamon for warmth. The ginger's almost perfectly masking the heat of the alcohol, so you never actually taste booze. You just feel it. But there's no cardamom in this? There's no cardamom. Well, I, I taste cardamom. And the uh, that woody note in the back is nutmeg, which is why it has which is why it has a dry finish. I love me some nutmeg. Right? Yeah. Careful dosage, though. Yeah. Yeah. Can't do too much. <laughs> Super toxic. Mm. Yeah, this is gorgeous. Thank really. you. Yeah. I think it complements a lot of brown liquors really, really well. If you're used to use, if you're used to using a vermouth, for example, in your Manhattan, this is a fun change. Well, we are we are doing a blind rye tasting. And the reason why I chose rye, I chose rye whiskey. I remember, I think it was at Tales of the Cocktail, we were hanging out and just talking about how much, uh, we were talking about whiskey, obviously, and you were telling me how much you liked rye. This was 2015. Right. So it might have been four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so I can't tell you entirely um, the conversation, how it went. Those are the best conversations. But we, it was a good time. I know that. Yeah. Uh, and so I wanted to do, I wanted to do a, a rye tasting from from different states. And so we have an old Forester uh, single barrel. Right. We have a uh, Catoctin Creek uh, bottled and bond, which is out of uh, Virginia. Mm-hmm. We have a Cascade Moon, a 13-year-old uh, rye whiskey, and this is uh, coming out. This is distilled and aged in Lawrenceburg, Indiana, and aged and barreled, bottled at Cascade Hollow, which is basically George Dickel. Mm-hmm. So, this is Indiana Indiana um, rye that is bottled in Tennessee. We have uh, Whiskey Acres, which is um, is a craft distillery in, uh, in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have, good Lord, I broke that thing. And then we have a Kentucky Craft Rye in, uh, in New Riff. Now, are you someone who believes in terroir or provenance when it comes to uh, brown liquors? Do I believe in like uh, like where the grains come from? Or the grains, it, the water. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do, but I put a lot more emph- emphasis on talent. Okay. You know, I think, I think a person can make... Um, make inferior ingredients yes. you know better um yes. and and a person can make great ingredients worse true so, you know so just think if think about it like you know rye rye is a type of whiskey that when you're fermenting it, it foams up a lot right you know because it has such high enzy- enzymic activity right and if we have um if you have someone who doesn't know what they're doing with um with rye you know you'll get something that tastes really um, really earthy and bubblegummy and just off, completely yeah. off. None of those notes will be there. So what we do, and I have the results right here. 
<laughs> we we act as like professional tasters, kind of like you know, uh, for my for my Ascot Awards here. You know, I, mm-hmm. we do little trophies. I've been trying to, I've been changing my programming to um, to kind of match some of my live event stuff, right? Which doing everything blind, and and so we have we have these poured. They're blind, and they are a you know, it, the, I do them by letters versus uh, numbers because if you say number two is one, I mean it gets confusing, right? So, you know, we've got uh, you'll see that your glassware is numbered, and we will start pouring, and then we are going to you know we're both. We're both professionals in this game, and and like you know, you've been a professional on the uh, on the creation side. I've been a professional on like the um, more of like the media and and uh, taster side. But at the end of the day, we both have to we both have to make decisions about what we like and what we don't like, right? right. And so that's that's all we're doing here is we are going to taste and and choose a victor. For, uh, for us both. So you mentioned the talent of the distiller. Is there anyone out there that you really like what they're doing these days? Uh, I love what Leah, I mean, we talked about them before we went on air, but I love Leopold Brothers. So much talent. Uh, their three-chambered uh, setup, I think, is a is a game changer. Uh, Todd Leopold I, is a genius. I agree. Uh, I think, um, you know, Nicole Austin out of, um, out of Dickel, you know, she's... She's getting Diageo to pay attention to that tiny distillery in Tennessee. Yes, which is a big deal for um, for uh, uh, love for Nicole. that. Uh, and and then I'm a I'm a huge fan of um, uh, I love what Peerless is doing, uh, Wilderness Trail, New Riff. You know, so those are a lot of really good, uh, real good newer distilleries that are just doing some great work in whiskey. It is interesting to see how people are getting more creative. Yeah. And really applying these skill sets that have been around for a long time in brand new ways. Well, what I find fascinating is that there, 10 years ago, um, the creativity led to really bad product. Yes. You know, but today the creativity leads to something that tastes good. And that's what's reassuring and refreshing for me. There was a time early in craft when it was enough to be craft. Mm-hmm. And then people went, oh, no, this is why we buy the stuff that's been around for 40 years because they have experience with it. It takes a little while to get the kind of experience with distilling to really know what you're doing. Absolutely. And I feel like we are getting into a very good generation of distillers. They came out of the craft movement. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I'll, uh, uh, there's a brand called 291. They, they finish in Aspen Staves. They've created a completely new fan base. That doesn't typically like Kentucky bourbon. Hmm. You know, they like they like the, their style of whiskey, and so you have uh, you have you have smaller distillers who are redefining uh, for consumers what whiskey tastes like. Right, and that that is that is dangerous for Kentucky bourbon, but it's also exciting for me as like a uh, as a taster because we're we're on the verge of like terroir, if you will. So. Good times. I think it's a good time, so I think it only ends up bringing more attention to Kentucky bourbon at the end of the day. Yeah. And I'm not tied to Kentucky bourbon. I'm, I'm based here, you know, but I'm not tied to it. I mean, I could do I could do anything I wanted to, but uh, probably not vodka. You're not going to see me getting into the vodka, you know, judging business anytime soon. 
All right, so let's start with Glace. So here's a fun fact. I have no nose hair because I have alopecia. So for me, anytime there's ethanol on the nose, it's literally like being punched in my nostrils. Oh, wow. Does opening your mouth help you with that a little bit? A little bit. You know who gave me a good tip? Uh, Maggie Campbell. Oh, Maggie yeah, yeah. said to smell water. Yeah. To, uh, to air everything out in your nostrils. Okay. But... So I go, I go side to side, and that, that helps me to find, um, you know, one nostril will be stronger than the other in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you know, these are, some of these are bigger and proof, so you'll get more of the alcohol right. nose there, but the, the, um, the, the, the lack of nose hair, I can actually, I can, I can imagine that and, and what that would feel like because there've been times that I've had, I don't have a lot in there, you know, but it I'm makes have a some. big difference. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, um, so this is really, smells fruity for me. It smells uh, really like like the origin of, of rye, you know, like um, very, not grainy, but like toasted rye bread or something. There's fruit, there's brown sugar, there's maple. Mm. It smells great. Shall we? Get a good taste now. That's definitely... Um, That's fun. I like it. It's um, it's really, really sharp. Uh, that fruit remains... Um, there is this kind of overwhelming muffin note for me. Like a... It's not a rye muffin. It's like a wheat muffin. Right. But, um, uh, yeah, A is... Uh, a's big too it's big i feel like the nose and the palate don't quite match up the nose is bigger than the palate Mm -hmm. but i didn't find it unpleasant at all yeah no it's not unpleasant but it you know i don't know if it's uh i don't know if it's going to be our winner but uh we will see that's why we taste right distinct would you call this this did did you get that distinctive right note out of this though uh this I'm going to say a little no because yeah. of the, you know, the grain expression came off as like wheat bread to me and not rye. So this this tasted a lot less like a rye. That was my thought. To me. Not that it's not good, but yeah. that distinctive thing that makes rye rye did not quite come through. Yeah. And, and you know, every, all to be rye, it just has to be made from 51% rye in right. the United States. And so that means there's a lot of producers who come out with a... <laughs> 51% rye, 49% corn. Right. So, I mean, come on. It's it's meant to be, not saying that's what is the case here, but it did not come off as like a big, big meaty rye. So, how do you qualify? What are you looking for in a rye? Uh, rye, I'm, I'm, I, I want it to be representative of the category. Right. You know, so I want to be able to definitely discern it from other types of whiskeys. And that's usually... Usually pretty easy. Right. Um, I also want to see spice. want to see some complexity. Right. Um, if it's sweet, you know, I want to know why is it sweet. Right. Because there's sometimes a, 
they will use malted rye and malted rye can yield like a like a sweeter note. Yes. Um, but I also don't like the big over herbly ones, you know. Um, sometimes that is just, it, it just, it's, it can be overwhelming. So um, I, I think when it comes to rye, I'm just, you know, I'm an open, I'm interested to see how it feels in the tongue. Yes. More than anything. It does have a very distinct texture to it as opposed to, to straight bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like a back palate moving forward kind of style. Yes. Uh, and uh, I'm just a big fan of that. And I like to see where, where it takes me. All right. Let's try B. What's going on, B? Soft on the nose. There's a bit of like a walnut in here, like a walnut shell. Hmm. Wow. There's that textural note. Yeah, that's uh that's kind of a little bit like uh definitely rye, you know. Yeah. It's very buttery for me. I got um, I I got buttered popcorn. Yeah. This is this is really buttery, but it's also on a mouthfeel perspective, it's just kind of getting right in there, kind of dripping on down, but like that spice the spice note um is is pretty beautiful yeah uh, i like uh, this it's like a muted it's it's like a muted cayenne pepper so it's not like a cayenne pepper that's gonna knock your your palate off but it's just enough there uh, it's pretty and it's texturally creamy mm. absolutely yeah b is a is a taster yeah i like b i definitely like b over a uh and just in my head i mean i'll go back and retaste but you know, my, my gut says I like B over A right off the bat. And that's that's how I am. I just start kind of like <laughs> choosing one over the other. How much of a factor does texture play in for you? Texture's huge. Um, I will I will define it differently mm-hmm. than a lot of people. Um, I I look at it as what I call kind of points on the palate. Right. Like how many how many places on the palate is it lighting up? Right. Uh, how does it move? What's the trajectory of it? And that's that's really how I uh, really how I look at it more than anything. And when it comes to when it comes to rise, you know, I have in my mind how it should hit on my palate. And that's right. actually how I'm able to, you know, how I'm able to say I like one thing over another, even if I may have a preference for the one that I don't choose, is because I'm focusing on how many points on the palate is that lighting up. Right. Because that as I look at what I do as a way to like you know present things that uh, what are best on my palate or whatever and and like that's the it's the most important thing that I do and I and I learned that through through taste mindfulness yes and and it's um it's it, it's an incredible technique that that has gotten me where I am today. I like for a ride to linger a little bit mm-hmm. on the palate, and I you think like a good, that, strong, meaty finish. Yeah. yeah, and I find that the ones, as you said, that are cut with corn, corn tends to vanish quickly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it does, and it can also like um, if it's if the rye's been aged for a long time, mm-hmm. you know that corn may not be as prevalent. Yeah, because the rye's rye, rye can be great young and it can be great old. The in between years. Kind of sketchy. It can be, especially with a lot of corn. 
I've never known you to be sketchy. <laughs> you didn't know the in-between years. Best for both of us. Yeah. Same. Same. Ooh, I like this. It's just coming to party. This is what I this is what I a rye smells like in my head. There's spice, there's also flowers, there's mm-hmm. fruit. But that distinctive rye thing is absolutely there. Mm. Yes. Yes to the texture. It's very oily. Um, as a rum fan, I like it when a whiskey presents like an, an oil nature to it on, right. the, on the palate. And um, I find that this is a, uh, this is oily. It's residual. It's, um, it's, it's layered with some, with some unique notes that I wouldn't necessarily be thinking of with the rye whiskey, like, um, like, like a, like a peanut butter or a Nutella. Um, this, um, the spiciness is there, but it's not, I can't quite biting. I can't figure out what it is either. And usually when I can't figure it out, it's one of those, it's like an obscure, like Chinese or Indian spice. Um, kind of stuff because if you if you eat a lot of indian food yes you'll notice like it 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 like it hits your palate very differently mm-hmm. and then you can feel it in like your cheeks they're masters at layering spice yeah masters and that's what this reminds me of like some of the indian spices so on a technical level what is responsible for the different spice notes that happen in in these in these rise i think it always comes down to fermentation okay um and it's the type of rye that one would use to, you know, there's rye is coming from all over the world to make American rye, and um, the, the in the United States they grow it in in Canada or, or in North Dakota and South Dakota mm. uh, a little bit on the West Coast, but the the Dakotas are the the main region for American rye. Right, Canada's huge for making rye. Um, Finland, Germany. Places like that that have colder climates, you know, arguably make the best rye for making whiskey. Really? Um, because of the enzyme levels and the whiskey makers love them, love mm. the rye over there. But um, I, I think making rye, is it's, it takes a lot of skill. And there's been enough small distillers doing it for long enough that right. the skill has been found. You know, they figured it out. I think so, you're right. I think a barrel has a lot less to do with uh, with rye than oh absolutely, so. absolutely. There there are things in this process, and there's lots of different ways that the flavor can be added, from the distillation to the cut, to the fermentation to the aging. But I feel like you cannot fix a good rye. You can't fix a bad rye in a in a good barrel. Hmm. That's right. You've you've technically done it right. Or you're barreling something that's going to be a disappointment. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely agree. All right, let's try D. Here you go. Ooh. Baking spice. That walnut note is there again. 
Oh boy. This is something for some reason this is newer. I I cannot tell you why. Yeah, it has uh it has a youth a youth nose to it, but you put it on the palate and the back of the palate just lights up. Yes. Textually it's lighter. Yeah. This is like C was oily, this is not. So this comes in this comes in like a flash in the pan. Yes. You know, big, big, big note up front, back and palette. Then, and then gone. And then gone. Yeah. So agree. So D, look, uh, I think D's got merit, but uh you know it, it would uh, it would benefit from staying power. Yeah. Maybe I think maybe a little maybe don't cut it and uh, with water. I'm going to glass E. Woo! That nose is something. Uh oh. Watch out. Ooh, wow. That is big and complex. Man, oh man. I like the alternate nostril technique. Thank you for that. That's new. Well, I hope it helps you. God. I've got a couple of competitions judging coming up, so it absolutely will. Thank you for that. Boy, that is good. That is just... That's getting all up mm. on the palate. Mm. Yeah, we have a winner. <laughs> I mean, very clearly. There's... It's, 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 it's all the things that we look for. It's got the gorgeous, complex nose. Yeah. It's got the rich, round... I taste in shapes. Mm -hmm. And this is a weird synesthetic thing. This is just beautifully round and long and luscious. It's got the distinctive qualities of a rye. It's slightly oily, so it's got that lingering finish. I like this. I'm going to go back. Um, by the way, I, I think the winner is E. I, I agree. But I want to I make sure. I'm going to go back. I just smelled A and... I kind of feel bad for that that nose. We both agreed the nose on A was so amazing. Mm -hmm. And you just smell A and it's like it's a completely different whiskey now. So I wonder if the palate's different uh, because, you know, it was our first to taste. So maybe we warmed up to Let's it. Let's we'll be see. fair. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it, it has changed. I get burnt sugar. Uh, now I get like this, like but notes in here I don't want. That finish is actually less less desirable than it was at first. I know. Now I like. I mean, the nose just keeps on delivering, but yeah. the palate just like keeps on saying, um, you know, I'm not as good. So I think I think A is going to be my last place finisher. I'm putting D second to last. And so my finals are down. It, you you do it how you want to do it, but those are going to be my last, my last places. E, C, and B are my finalists. Boy, B really does smell Not good. to agree with you, but I agree with you. By the way, this is, I, I normally have like musicians on. Mm -hmm. So I was curious, do you have a favorite style of music? My dad was, was a jazz musician. Oh, awesome. I Played didn't know with that. Armstrong, Ellington, Billie Holiday, all the greats. Wow. Uh, so I was raised with jazz. 
But the beautiful thing I, I used to explain to my dad was hip hop is for people who don't know they like jazz because all of the rhythms are taken from yeah. early jazz licks. So I am a I'm a person who was raised, born into jazz and raised with hip hop. And at the same time, like I grew up with Elton John and America and the yeah. Eagles. Yeah. So I feel like the age that we grew up in, in that early 70s, there was so much great music. Yeah. You had Cool and the Gang. You had um, Blue Oyster Cult. It's just such fun stuff. You know, Blue Oyster Cult is still touring. Get out of they, here. They still, they still play. Listen, I, if the Stones can do it, so can they. They And they, they still... Um, you know, it's a passion. You know, they still sell out like county fairs, you know. Good. That's, that's their whole circuit. It's county fairs. Good on them. Yeah. But I, 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 I'm going to sound old when I say this. I feel bad for today's kids. Yeah. They don't have the range of music that we grew up with mm -hmm. where it didn't make a difference if it was country, rock and roll, pop, R&B, soul. It was all good. Yeah. Nowadays they have so this there, sort of... there was a there was a study that came out recently that today's music is losing in downloads compared to the seventies to nineties music. Of course it is. Because because of course like, it is. In like you listen to today's music and it's like, my God, do you have any talent? <laughs> Imagine the kids. I mean, and, and when I say kids, I mean the, the actual Gen Y kids yeah. who are discovering Led Zeppelin for the first time. Right. Like, you listen to your grandparents' music. And, of course, it's good. Mm -hmm. There's no better example than the Fleetwood, when Fleetwood Mac, the uh, uh, dog face, was doing the, uh, yes. uh, doing the ocean spray thing. Yep. I mean, Fleetwood Mac went off the charts af after that. Yeah. And, and, and they haven't stopped. Yeah. There will be few... Artists and little music that is being made today that will be remembered as fondly in as long of a time. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. All right. Oh, I, I did not know that about your dad. That is so cool. Did you get to meet any like in, any of those people, like Louis Armstrong? Um, we grew up with that. I mean, my dad was the original musical director for the Supremes. Taught Eartha Kitt how to sing. Holy cow! He was one of those guys. He played, I think, fifteen instruments could read and write before he could uh music before he could read and write words wow yeah it was pretty fancy it was a it was sort of a great awful household to grow up in yeah because there was never a moment quiet right <laughs> but good stuff and then good you stuff. got you got into like modeling and like bodybuilding and I fell into all sorts of stuff by accident, but I got to tell you, nothing has suited me better than what I do now. Yeah. I love, I love our industry, man. I it's, really a, it's good people. It's good people. I had a meeting a few years ago with Mark Brown of Sazerac, mm -hmm. and I'll never forget what he said to me. He said, in this country, there's movies, there's music, and there's liquor. If you have a good job in one of those industries, you're going to have a good life. Yeah. <laughs> and he ain't wrong. <laughs> True to that, man. He's not wrong. True to that. Uh, faves. I went with E-C-D-B-A. E-C-D-B-A. Okay. Uh, I'm on B. I'm B's nose is pulling me back in. There's an apple note in B. The fruitiness 
in there. I just love it. Going back to C. It, for me, what lost me on B was the texture. I like the texture of D better than B. All right. So I think the only the only area where we flip flop is D and B. Yeah. I am E C B D and A. Yeah, we're very close. I'm not surprised. All right. So shall we? Shall we do Let's the results? Let's read the results. Drumroll, please. Oh, she taped this good now. No peeking. And of course, as people are uh, listening or watching to watching this, they will they will know what we're tasting. Yes. They, they get they get annoyed when they don't know what the, what we're tasting. Uh, okay. In last place, which makes sense because I gave this a horrible review when I first tasted it. Uh, Old Forster single barrel uh, rye. Hmm. Last place. That is both that's, that's, surprising and disappointing. Yeah, so that that was uh, that was a uh, D, which you loved, or was your third? D place. was my third. That was your third. That was my second to last. That was Whiskey Acres Rye. That felt new. Yeah, so that was Whiskey Acres. I mean, kudos to Whiskey Acres, small distillery in Illinois, beating up uh, a Kentucky Blue Blood and Old Forester. God bless them uh, in our tasting here. God bless them. Um, and then B, holy smokes. Wait, what's B? B, which we both, you know, I had in third, you had in um, second, or you had in, you had second to last. Right. Um, the 13-year-old really? Cascade Moon. Holy cow. Yeah, but this is a thing with rise. You can, you can overage it. That... <laughs> That's what happened here. I tasted this and I and I thought I um I, I thought it was great, but this is why we blind. You right. Know? I mean, and it was third in mind, so it's not like I hated it, but like, you know, in a blind tasting, you don't know, right? You don't know and you don't know what it is. So how does one acquire the skill of knowing when your rye is done? When you're like as a distiller? As a distiller. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. Yeah, I don't know. There's a reason why I'm in this little old studio uh, office and not a distiller. I feel like that's a good Todd Leopold question. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, we, we should hit him up with that later. Let's absolutely. definitely do that. All right. So now we both had uh, E and C as our first and second. Okay. Um, so that comes down to two brands. Okay. Both small. Catoctin Creek. Okay. And, and New Riff. And... Um, the Glass C, which was our second place winner, is the Catoctin Creek Yay. Rabble Rouser uh, Bottle de Bond. And let me tell you, like I'm going to go back into this, and it was spectacular. It's it has a, just a fantastic full mm -hmm. it's a full nose. Just gorgeous. I love, I mean, I really dig that. And then our winner, champion. A bottled and bond rye uh, from 2018, distilled in 2014. No call, please. Um, New Riff. New Riff bottled. Wait, no, this isn't a bottled and bond. Yeah, it is bottled and bond. Uh, coming right out of Northern Kentucky. Congrats to yeah a, to a new player. I really like this. Have you had their stuff before? I have not. I've seen this bottle. It's a distinctive bottle. 
I've wondered about it, but now I know I will definitely bring this home. All right now, I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna do a half and half. Ooh, now that sounds like fun. Bring a little, little sorrel, a little new riff rye. That hibiscus is really bright here. It smells punchy. The fun thing about the sorrel is it will sit back and compliment whatever this thing is doing. It won't get in front. That's mm. so. I make a good punch. That needs a couple of drops of orange bitters. It'd be perfect. Let's see, do I have any orange bitters in here? <laughs> I think I do, actually. Not on this side. In the other room. I also think I would change proportions. I wouldn't do a one-to-one. -one. I'd do it uh, two-to-one. Oh, all right. Let me get back in here. <laughs> uh, see what a little bit like that's like. So, um, yeah. Well, this is this is not a. We're not suited for a mixology here on the Fred Minnick show. Basically, just drinking straight out of the bottle and the glass. So, this is a pretty bottle, though. Yeah, they do. A, they do a great job. Really good distillers. Hmm. Well, that really, I have had very few tastings that was so one-sided. And and what I assumed the winner would be, um, would not be. You know, like the fact that Old Forcer, Old Forcer finishing last for me was not that much of a surprise. But this, not finishing higher up was, right. was a big one. But a very, very distinctive win here for mm -hmm. New Riff. And they're out of where again? They're out of northern Kentucky, right by Cincinnati. God bless them. Yeah. God bless good, them. Good whiskey distillers. Well, man, what uh, what's new for you? Tell us what what's going, what's what's next for the um, for the brand and all you got cooking. I was very fortunate to be an early recipient of the Lincoln Nearest Fund. Yeah. Which is helping to grow uh, smaller brands. Mm -hmm. Sorrel is spreading out around the country. Uh it is always interesting when you hit the road with this thing because uh, I'm one of these people who forgot to procreate. Oops. But I feel like there's a part of this that must be reminiscent to what it must be like to be a parent. Because you make this thing, mm -hmm. but once it's out in the world, you have no control over what's going to happen right. to it. There are people out there doing things with Sorrel that I never imagined. And that is for the best. It should mm -hmm. become its own entity. And I'm just trying to, as a parent would, give it the guidance it needs to grow into its own thing. Yeah, I hear you, man. And you know, you've done a, you've done a great job with it, uh, bootstrapping it, if you will. Um, you know, fighting, fighting the good fight in every bar across the country or wherever you were uh, distributed. And, and you know, I don't think that can be be taken lightly, lightly for where you are now. You know, people will see the success you have today, and I'll remember the Jackie from you know, five, 10 years ago. Oh, absolutely. No. You, you have, you absolutely must fit in the shoe leather. You add, you do not know a city until you've put feet on the ground. Yeah. And you have to do it on a regular basis because cities change. Think of how much knowledge changed in the last few years. Yeah, absolutely. You got to touch, you, you must touch dirt in order to know a place. Well, on bartenders, I mean, that's a, it's a rotating scene. Yes. You know, talent comes and goes and um, and we're also in an industry that uh, people decide to hang it up for their for own health reasons from time to time. And God bless them for that. But 
it is it is it is a high turnover. Um, the pandemic has not been our friend. No, but um, you know, you've prevailed, and great things for the future, my friend. How can people find you? Uh, SorrellOfficial.com. Uh, we're available in Kentucky at Kroger's at uh, Liquor Barn at Party at Party Source at a bunch of local places. Uh, and if you don't see me, I'm gonna come figure out how to get to your bar. Yeah. <laughs> now this is a national show, so you're you're distributed nationally, or how many states are you in? We're our distribution is growing. Mm-hmm. We're opening up six new states this quarter. We're probably going to be in twenty before the year is out. But if you're if you're not local, you can get it on ReserveBar.com. Okay, on Reserve Bar. Yes, yeah. everybody knows that site. So, Jackie, thanks for coming on and uh, sharing. It's always with good me. to see you, brother. Always. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. That's good. All right, everybody, make sure you're checking it, checking out Jackie everywhere and picking up a bottle of Sorrel. Cheers. I hope everybody enjoyed that interview and conversation and tasting with Jackie Summers, who is a dear friend of mine. Please, please go check out his product, Sorrel. You will enjoy it. It is quite tasty, and it is fun to mix with, especially if you love a good Manhattan. Uh, make sure you're also following Jackie on all the social media callouts that he mentioned. Uh, speaking of social media, make sure you hit me up on all of mine. I'm the one with the blue check mark, Fred Minnick. Uh, hit me up on fredminnick.com for a uh, free sticker. And uh, if you'd be so kind, give us a review on the podcast, uh, whatever podcast you're listening, however you're listening to us. It helps us with the algorithmic It helps us with the algorithm overlords. That's going to do it for us this week, folks. Be safe out there. No licking handrails, no licking trash cans. Remember, vodka sucks unless it's being used for hand sanitizer. Cheers, everybody. You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey and by Michter's. For more information about Fred's books, articles, and more, just go to fredminnick.com. This February on Pluto TV, we're putting the spotlight on iconic black talent. Watch your favorite movies like Top 5, 48 Hours, and More Than a Game. And drop in to binge black TV classics like The Bernie Mac Show and Moesha. Pluto TV has hundreds of channels and thousands more movies and TV shows all for free. So download the Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start watching today. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free.